You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. This morning as I was listening to the testimonies, if you think about the testimonies that have been given, we can see the move of God in this hour. Prodigals. That was a prophetic word that was given probably six months, eight months ago. I even did a sermon on uh, revival of the families, that the prodigals were coming home, that that was part of the move now of God. Um, uh, Donna, that, that long-term await of healing is coming. I know Jean had given us a word last, about this time last year about how we're going to start seeing the miracles and signs and wonders coming through at such a greater pace. And, and we're just going to agree with the completion of the work that God is doing. Matt, I know that during COVID, you took that huge pay cut. And I know that you had a prophetic word. One of us gave to you that God would more than make up and even. And I know you have picked up several contracts, including this one, that are knock on the door contracts. They're asking you to sell them something as opposed to uh, you banging down the doors and doing sales. So what we're seeing is this is the move of God in this hour. We're going to see a manifestation of healing. We're going to see even in long term waiting, we're going to see businesses erupt in, in financial outpouring, really, an overflow of, of, of money. We're going to see our families that we have prayed for, we have declared over, have a suddenly, you know, we had two testimonies today, and we've had many more in the weeks past coming back into the family. And, you know, one of the words the Lord gave me that as, as the holidays come, it won't be a, 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 a tenuous, tenacious gathering of the families. It will be the peace of the Lord that's going to be over them for those who don't believe are seeking us to give them the heart of Jesus. So we're seeing what has been prophesied coming to life. We're seeing that Isaiah 65 that I've read twice today, and we may read it again because we've got to capture what God is doing so we can step into the move that he is activated and it is moving and he is he is making us like David 
where we are abandoned to our emotions and to our, 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 our uh, self-preservation in order to be free in the spirit and without reservation in what he's doing in us and through us. He wants us to dance. He wants us to sing. He wants us to laugh. He wants us to run. You know, he wants us to, what he's really doing is he's breaking us out of our structure I know when I grew up in church, I need to make sure my knees were together, my feet were ankled, and that my skirt was pulled up over my knee, over my knees. And, you know, when you're five years old, you're like, really? You know, but now it's like, I, you know, I just want you to let it go. Let go of all those conformities that keep you from the transforming work that I want to do in you. So, um, that's not even what I'm going to preach on today. I am just so excited. I can see the move of God. I can see what he's doing. I hear these testimonies and it's like the pieces of the prophetic puzzle are coming together of everything that we've prophesied, everything that's been released. God is like, yep, yeah, I got that one. Yeah, don't worry, it's coming. You know, I feel like he is so tangible. And, and, uh, I love the word juicy. I have been fussed at for using that word, but, uh, I, sometimes I get comments. Don't send me any comments. I don't want them. Uh, but seriously, uh, that, that is not a pastoral word. What's well, a Southern word. And God is juicy to me because he is all over us. He is coming out of us. And we're like these big balls of sponges filled with the Holy Spirit. Then anytime someone barely taps us, they just get drenched. So, uh, yes, I, it is. It is crazy. God is just flipping me out. I was driving up and we were listening to the worship this morning and we hit that song Hosanna and I got all teary. I was like, I was like, God, what are you going to do? Cause I could just feel the oil, the anointing on our worship. And that first song, I thought I was going to go blind. It didn't, you know, I felt like there were strobe lights. I'm like, what am I seeing? So, yeah, but God's just like, wake up, feel the presence let me anoint you and saturate you in a way that you are in purpose to the outside world that is trying to come against you. Um, so, you know, I've been gone for a couple of weeks. I was in Houston, I was in Philadelphia and I was in Milwaukee. And uh, uh, while I was gone, um, I had a couple of things happen, but I had a dream. And for me, when I woke up, it was a nightmare. And I was so shaken that I sent uh, emails to Karen, to Rivka, to a half dozen people. And I was like, whew, this was a nightmare. I had a nightmare. And I never have nightmares. If anything, God is showing me something. Uh, so I called my friend who I was doing the conference with. And I'm like, uh, it's 6 o'clock in the morning. We got to go get coffee. I said, I got to get out of my room. I can't be in my room any longer. So we're riding. She prays over me. We go get like a triple espresso, so I'll be okay. And <laughs> and I get back to my room and I'm like, Lord, what was that? And he said, it wasn't a nightmare. It was a warning. And I was like, okay, so we're going to talk about the warning that he gave me. And what it is, is he gave me a war strategy for the season. And the dream was about how there was a sniper shooting leaders. He shot me in the middle of my head and uh, I didn't die right away. In fact, I told Chuck came and I, and, and I said, tell Jesus, I'm not ready to go home. I haven't finished what I want to finish. You know, I haven't finished what I want to do. And 
And uh, anyhow, there was some more to it. But and, and the Lord said, the enemy is picking off leaders one by one. And I know that we sit with a house full of leaders. And he said that what is happening is that when they get hit, their assignment gets scattered. And that in part of the dream, it was about that they have gotten hit so many times that finally they're just giving up and going the other way. And he said, we've got to learn how to war in this season. And I know I've talked about this because it, it felt familiar at some point, or maybe I just thought I had. Um, but I feel like I want to share uh, what he showed me. I actually, I was at a leader's meeting when I had the dream, so I shared it with them. But when I said earlier that God is just not visiting us, he's inhabiting us, there is a reality check that needs to happen within us. Because he, first of all, he is always with us. We know that. We know that when we become born again, we become one in the spirit with Jesus. Everybody say, yes, I do know that. I do know that. I do know that. So I want, I want agreement today. This is not going to be, we may have to make you all stand up. You may have to stand in the front. I'm going to preach to you face to face. But what I want us to understand is there is a switch that needs to be turned on inside of us about the reality of Christ in us. And all of the things that are happening around us do not happen without the view of Jesus in us, with us having the strategy to deal with it. And whether it's, uh, let me just stop there. I, I, I'm telling you guys, this is something special that God is doing. And I'm not talking about just our church. When I was in Milwaukee, their church is very similar to ours. They, they just make room for Jesus. What, so when I go there, it's like being home. Because I don't have to contend. I just have to agree with what they're already uh, preparing in their house. And um, so anyhow, I had this dream and I'm going to share uh, a couple of scriptures about what the Lord wants to do. But let me tell you something else that happened, too, because this is what God is doing. It's just so strange. You know, it's so strange. I'm up at 5 a.m. because that's what time I usually get up. I'm in Milwaukee. I'm going to preach that Sunday. It's Sunday morning. And I read over my message and I'm worshiping. I'm putzing. And and about a couple minutes before seven, he says, you, you need to go back to sleep. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, well, I'm a little tired, but you know, that's not my normal. Normally, if I would go back to sleep for a few minutes, when I wake up, I'd be a little groggy. He's like, you need to go back to sleep. So I did. I went back to sleep. And while I was asleep, he began to download prophetic words for that church for me to release that morning. And I'm sharing this because I feel like there is an, an, an open entrance into a spiritual realm he's inviting all of us into. Because I would have never done that. I would have not gone back to sleep in the morning. I'm going to preach. I would have had another cup of coffee. You know, let's make sure I'm up and alive and awake for that. But I feel like there is like a, a beckoning of him to invite us into, even if it's abnormal for us, but that it's going to provide a whatever whatever it was. I didn't need prophetic words for them, but I did ask the Lord um, when I was flying up there, I said, I just want to deposit. I didn't say what I said. I just want to bless them. 
And that was the way that blessed them. And I had prophetic words for just about the whole church there. But I feel like that's what God's doing. He's opening, he's inviting us in to a different kind of life where it's, it's, I've used the word seamless. I've used the word oneness, but it's, it's like, we're so close in willingness that when we feel that little invitation that seems abstract or strange or weird, we're just like, okay. And then what comes from that is so transformational for us. And, and that's kind of the place that we're in as the body of Christ. He's looking for those who will say yes to the weird. Who will say yes to our out of our normal routine. Who will say yes to, well, that's usually not the way I go home, but I can turn here. And let him take us on this journey of, of unknown to us that's being revealed that will completely change our life, someone else's life, the way we seem. I don't even know. I mean, I couldn't even list all the things he's doing. But I really feel like we're in such of this uh, uh, sweet, tender, touchable, tangible, all those different words where he just makes this little crack. And suddenly we're in a place that we never thought we could be. You know, even in business. In healing, you know, he just, I don't know. I don't even know what's happening, but I know he's looking for the ones who will say yes. He's looking for the ones that are like, break our hearts for what breaks yours, God. Let us be so one with you. Let us be just like Jesus where, where we only do what the father's doing and we only say what he says. And when that breath comes over us, we just step in with our yes. And we let him do whatever he's going to do. And then we come out of it going, whew, I could have never imagined. I could have never dreamed. I could have never hoped for, for the, the wonder and the blessings that he poured over me. So um, anyway, it's so good. God is so good. Okay. Whew. It is really good. So let's talk a little bit about the war strategy for the season. And I know Jean had mentioned it earlier that, uh, you know, there's just this, almost this bullying against us, this sniping against us. This uh, Karen sent me a thing this morning, and we may touch on a few of those items about the um, a prophetic witchcraft that's come against us. And, and what it is, is there are things showing up in the natural that we think are, oh, it's just normal. You know, insomnia, that's just, oh, well, you know, sometimes I get insomnia. Or I've always had insomnia, you know, or uh, mind. Jean was talking about the mind, you know. Oh, you know, sometimes that happens or uh, even discouragement. But they aren't the normal that should be accepted. They are the demonic that has to be warred. It has to be warred against. And we can't just say, well, I just had a bad day or I'm just struggling. But let me just talk about a little, uh, a little bit of the way we're going to war. The one of the things the Lord told me in giving me the strategy is we've got a war from our identity. 
we have to understand who we are in Christ. And we have to understand, and it's interesting, the scripture he gave me was out of Genesis, Genesis 9, talking about Noah and what happened there, that we have to war, we have to go back into the old covenant and understand what the covenant was in order for us to bring it into the warring season that we're in. And Genesis 9, uh, we're going to start in verse 12, Noah. It says, and God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I made between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in a cloud and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature on the flesh, a uh, creature of all flesh. The water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in a cloud and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and ever, every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant, which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. You know, God doesn't just say one sentence. He repeats it over and over and over. The repetition helps us to understand, first of all, the uh, seriousness of what he's saying. It helps us to understand this is a covenant between us and him. We war from the covenant. We are in covenant with God. We are his children. We war side by side with the father. So when we, when something comes against our identity, like you're not really good enough, or you shouldn't be doing that, or why would God expand your territory? The word for this season is God's going to expand your territory. Why would God expand your territory? Because you don't have anything to give in the territory that he would try to move you into. That's a war against our identity. That's a war against who God has called us to be. Anytime there's a war against your purpose, that means he's trying to take you out because you don't believe the identity that God's given you in order to complete the purpose he's called you to complete. And we don't think of that as identity. We think of that as our own failings. But what we have to understand is the enemy is coming after our identity. He's coming after, and we've talked about gender. We've talked about all that. But I'm talking about the very core of Christ in us, that we are born again. We have been made new. We are set apart. We are seated in heavenly places. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in us, that that is the identity. We are raised up in power and the enemy wants us to believe we are helpless. So part of the strategy against us by the enemy is to try to undermine who we actually believe we are. And get us to agree with the enemy that we are less than who God's called us to be. That we have worth issues. That we have success issues. That the enemy has taken something away from us because 
we didn't do enough. Or we, if we had only done this, or if we had only done that, we go back into regret and rewriting what happened instead of leaning into what God wants to do with what happened. So part of the war right now is against our identity and who we are in Christ. Uh, the other part of it is um, we've got to learn to war from heaven and not war from earth. We've got to learn to see the war from heavenly places. We, we have, and I've talked about this before, we are bilocational. We are, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. In Ephesians 2, it talks about that. Ephesians 1 and 2. Colossians also talks about it. So when we war, we war with the eyes of the Father because we're at the same vision level that he is. He is looking from heaven, the heavenly realm onto earth. So he looks through the second heavens where the enemy lies. He looks through their plans and gives us the strategy to defeat them. So we have to remember that our war comes out of the eyes of the Father. And he will show us because the word says that he shows us by the spirit. What are the secret things we need to know? First uh, Corinthians two and gives it to us. So we war from that. So when we have a war coming against us, our, our battle plan is father. What do you see? And in Genesis 26, when Isaac was warring with the Philistines over the wells, he went to several wells that he did not stay in war over. He looked at them and they were fighting over it, quarreling over it. He went on. And part of the strategy from the father is we got to know when we are to war and when we're to move on. There are things that we're trying to war over that are not ours to war over. That is not our battle. It's not our battle. And when Isaac found the well that produced, when you find the well that produced, then that's where you stay. But there are times we're trying to war over an unproductive well just to show the enemy that we can win. But what's happening is we are getting stuck in a place that God did not intend for us to be. Because we're trying to defeat and win a war that wasn't ours to win to begin with. So we have to understand what is the father's strategy for this war? Is the war that's happening in front of me my war or do I move on? And if it is, then what is the war? What is it you want me to do? And, you know, several of the things he showed me is our weapon is praise. When the war comes, we start praising. You know, Second Chronicles 2022, this is the year of 2022. It said that as they praised, the Lord went out and routed the enemy while they worshiped. While we worship, the Lord goes out and routes the enemy. While we praise, while we were in here laughing and dancing and running, the, the Lord's out there wiping out the enemy who's trying to come against us and stop us from moving into what God has for us. The weapons of our warfare are worship. The other weapon is the word. 
We have to understand the warning of the word. And um, it's so funny. Uh, Job 22, 28 says that we'll declare a thing. And we just read Isaiah 65 about before we declare the Lord has fulfilled it. So we declare a thing. It says, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. And then it goes on to say, it says that he will even deliver one who is not innocent. Yes, he will be delivered by the purity of your hands. So understand what, what we declare. And, and uh, I know I shared this the other day. Um, uh, my friend, Patricia King, who'll be here in February, she says that one of the strategies this year is potty mouth and getting our mouth cleaned up and not declaring things that go against the word of the Lord. And not declaring, Kathy mentioned it earlier. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But really, what what happens when we declare things, and, and, and I'm not saying, you know, oh, I declare whatever. But when we just arbitrarily say things out of our mouth, it creates double-mindedness in us. Because we're declaring the word and we're declaring the opposite. So we've got to watch the words that come out of our mouth. Because the words are the weapons that either the enemy will use against us or will be defeated by us. So our words have to reflect the word of God. When we declare something, it has to resemble what the word says. And if it doesn't, we have to repent quickly. We have, to, we have to clean that mess up because we can't give the enemy garbage to feed on. So the quicker we get that cleaned up, the quicker it's going to be taken care of. So the word, the word. The other is, um, uh, oh, let's see if I can find what the other one was. Oh, uh, we've got to war with communion. I think that is such a powerful, unused warring tool that God has given us. Uh, I would encourage you. I had communion this morning. I don't have it every day, but usually a couple times a week I do. I can feel the Lord say, you need to get the communion out because there's something about becoming one with the body and the blood. There's something about that, that, that in the spiritual realm strengthens us to a place that is beyond our comprehension. It strengthens me to a place that's beyond my comprehension. And a lot of times when I take communion, I will declare prophetic words that he's spoken over me. I'll take my communion and I'll, I'll say, Lord, you said, you know, you said, your word says, and I just say it over and over again, because there's something about agreeing with the word of God, agreeing with the body and the blood and agreeing with what he has spoken over your life. Just like Donna was talking about, you know, it's 20 years and she chased it every way she knew how. And then the Lord began to open it up. Well, we don't understand how all that works. We just don't understand. But God has it figured out for us. Uh, we war by our testimony. For every testimony today, that is a weapon of warfare against the enemy financial breakthrough. We have to understand that this word on financial breakthrough is, uh, it's alive right now. It is tangible. It is alive. And I read that, at, I think I read it a, a couple of weeks ago, but same with Genesis 26, Isaac sowed 
and he reaped a hundredfold in a time of famine. When we sow in to the kingdom, when we sow into financial breakthrough, we will reap even in a time of famine. And what, what we have to understand is that in this time of financial tension, the Lord wants us to be free. He wants us to be free. He wants us to be financially free and understanding that no matter what, he's going to provide what we need. And for some, he will provide millions. For some, he will provide billions. For some, he will provide hundreds of thousands. You know, he will provide, first of all, what we need. And he will provide what won't kill us. Because we know that if we get millions and we can't steward millions, that it will kill us. We see that on Lottery Dreamhouse all the time, right? On TV, where they've won the lottery and, and, and you know, they're in chronic debt or they've lost all their money or all that kind of stuff. God is not going to put us in a position where he will strangle us. But you have to be prepared for financial shifting in your direction. And if you want that financial shifting, you have to sow into it. And that is a war strategy. Finances is a war strategy. Because what does the enemy want? He wants us to think we're not going to have enough. He wants us to think that our bills won't be paid. He wants us to think that we need to start hoarding so we don't starve to death. He wants us to think what is opposite of what the word says. Because that actually is what media is telling us right now. We're not going to be able to pay our bills. There'll be no electricity. You know, that's, that's what the media is telling us right now. But the word of the Lord says that he will abundantly supply our need. So we have to war with the word. We have to war with worship. We have to war with the testimony, with our testimony. We go back when the enemy starts coming at us. We go back and say, God, I remember when I had hyperthyroidism and you healed me, Hashimoto's. I remember, and you go back when our business lost all its money and you paid every debt off. You go back and you start recalling. You start remembering. It's like uh, when uh, uh, King Xerxes in Esther, he couldn't sleep one night. So they brought out the book of annuals to remember. And he's reading the, the scribe is reading the story of Mordecai and, and how he saved the king. And the king said, well, what did I ever do for him? Nothing. Didn't do it. Well, so Haman, the enemy comes into the king's who's trying to kill Mordecai. And he asks Mordecai, what would you do for someone who did this? Oh, I'd robe him and I'd go through the town and, and say what an amazing person he is. And, and so the enemy ended up parading Mordecai through the town and end up getting hung on his own gallows. So there's power in recalling our testimonies. And I say stuff out loud. I just don't think it in my head. I say it out loud because there's power of releasing the testimony in the atmosphere. So, uh, we have to war for the promise that God has given us. And we do that through these steps, through sowing into our finances, uh, through worship, through the word, um, through something else. I said, 
Oh, testimony and communion. And if you, you know, if you just took a couple of minutes every day and just went through a couple of these every day, you would see the hand of the enemy be turned away from you because you've prepped yourself in the morning to uh, have a war-free zone through the day. Yeah. It doesn't take long. I mean, it's not like you have to spend hours. You know, you, God will honor whatever time you have. And if you just take a few minutes and turn on some worship music and have some communion and, and declare a testimony or the word of the Lord over you and, and let the enemy know that it's a war-free zone today. And if there's anything that tries to come in your way, you have every tool that you need to disarm the enemy. That's good, isn't it? It's like that song we sang this morning. Uh, I believe the word and it works. It actually works. It works every single time. So there's one other thing I want to share with you guys and then we'll be done. I didn't preach as long as I thought I was going to. I could, but we're, we're, we'll take it one week at a time. One week at a time. Uh, like I said, Karen sent me this thing about uh, prophetic witchcraft. And I just want to pray over us because I know God's done some stuff this morning. And um, like Donna said, we may not even know what it is until an hour later, two hours later, you know, a day later. Uh, Neil, you even saying that, you know, it's just what she needed. But it was about um, how sometimes this witchcraft against us looks like something that would be normal in our day or normal sometime in our week. And let me just read a couple things. And um, if, if any of these sound like you, just stand up because we're going to pray and, and break that off. Uh, you feel like you're being watched, that uh, there's just this eerie, uncomfortable feeling around you. Uh, you start dropping things or get clumsy. All of a sudden, you're dropping your phone, tripping over things, have po poor motor skills, which is not even you. You lose your motivation. You, you are normally motivated, but you just want to blow everything off. You just kind of pull back and just want to stop. Um, you're having a hard time hearing from God. You're hearing these voices around you. Um, it says that it has voices that seek to derail God's plan for your life. You suddenly have been feeling fearful or even paranoid. You have a death, death wish. Like Elisha, he, they were talking about, he just felt so overwhelmed by what was going on around them. Your emotions feel a little out of whack. Things that are real small seem to be kind of blown out of proportion. You've been feeling a little confused, forgetful making poor financial decisions, feeling a little stuck, uh, almost like you're not really sure where to go next. Uh, forgetting who you really are, worn out, feeling people are attacking you, having insomnia, trouble, trouble sleeping, nightmares, So that's about it. So nobody? Okay, just stand. We're just going to pray and release it. There's, you know. I was being like, wow, we are awesome. <laughs> I even had the other night, I couldn't sleep. And I never cannot sleep. I have the gift of sleeping. 
I mean, I can sleep just about anywhere. But the other night, all night long, I was just like, well, there was nothing technically bothering me. I just, my mind just wouldn't, my, wouldn't turn off. So we're going to pray this. So, uh, Lord, we just thank you uh, for revelation. Thank you, God, that you've given us these uh, weapons of warfare. And God, your word, your blood, oh God, just just those alone uh, defeat the enemy. He has to bow. But Lord, we just want to put on our armor this morning. God, we're just going to stand here and we're going to be girded up our waist with truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, we're going to shod our feet with peace, the gospel of peace, taking the shield of faith, where we're able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. And we're taking the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of the Lord. And we are just commanding all of this witchcraft that is coming against us to end right now that we are a, uh, we are a war free zone and that every infirmity, every mind attack, Insomnia, all the things we listed has to end now in the name of Jesus. And because the enemy has been found out, he has to repay sevenfold. So, so Lord, we submit to you and we resist the enemy and he has to flee. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we just take authority over every demonic force that is coming, every witchcraft uh, spell and, and, and harassment that has come. We take authority over it in Jesus' name. We command it to leave and we release the peace of God over our minds and our bodies. We release the peace of God inside of our uh, internal thoughts, Lord. We thank you that we are aligned with you, that we are seated in heavenly places. And we thank you. We war with the Father's Eyes, and that we see where the victory is and how to step into it. So Lord, we worship you. We give you praise. We just say hallelujah, God, for giving us revelation throughout the morning that the enemy has a plan, but it has been thwarted. It has been thwarted. And God, we just thank you that he has no traction on us. He has no traction against our family, against our businesses, uh, against our households, Lord. And that, Lord, I, what I saw was there's a household that's been having trouble with uh, break, things breaking. And, Lord, we just declare that that attack against appliances, against uh, issues within the house is gone now. And just the um, favor of fixing over that house in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I know Rivka had a word earlier about a knee, a word of knowledge about a knee being healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So Lord, we just thank you that um, we're just declaring your move over us in this testimonies, the move of freedom uh, against the war, the move of long-term healing coming forth. The, the, the move of financial breakthrough, the move of prodigals coming home. Lord, we just declare the sweet fragrance being released in our household of Christ. Uh, Lord, we're just thanking you that the little things like cups of coffees and Gatorades, the little things are your signature that you are with us, that you're, you're taking care of our every need, that you've got every expense covered, Lord, that you've got every provision made. God, we just thank you that, that you are giving us the signs and wonders 
that you prophetically spoke over us that are being uh, activated and, and displayed right now in our lives, Lord. So we just bless you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.